welcome everyone. This is Glenda Dawson and I have Moon Girl with me and you're watching the Paranormal Dolls. I just wanted to take this moment to thank our audience, uh, the people who follow us, who uh, week after week uh, watch our shows. And um, if anybody wants to comment or send us emails, please do. We welcome everything. So, Sarah, how are you, honey? I'm great. Really excited about our our wonderful guest, our dear friend Jason, Mr. Bunch of your nasty, <laughs> our returning guest. <laughs> we love him. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Little Janet Jackson. <laughs> Well, don't go that far. Don't go the full Janet Jackson, like super <laughs> Janet Jackson. Don't do that. Uh, all right. Well, so yeah, I got nothing after that. That was pretty good. <laughs> what the podcast were good. Yeah, I got coffee. I got a heater in front of me. I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, gosh, what was it? It was like I, don't know, I was back in like March or April or something. I was on. To talk about uh, McRaven House and filmmaking and stuff like that. And uh, at that time, I was in Orlando and it was like 100 degrees, I remember. Now I'm in Illinois and it's like negative 10 or something crazy around here. So, yeah, my Huh? From one extreme to another. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, just to give a little background, um, like I have a degree in film and television production. I've written several screenplays, directed some movies. Um, I got a screenplay right now that's going into production in, uh, well, the SAG strike kind of slowed things down a little bit, so to speak, <laughs> with that, when that was going on. So it was originally gonna be shooting in March, but I'm thinking probably gonna be like early summer now, most likely is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And it's based on, um, a uh, place in uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi called McRaven House, which is a real life haunted house. It's supposedly like, I don't know, I saw some ranking system somewhere online where it was ranked like the second or third most haunted house or something like that in the United States. I don't know exactly how you rank haunted houses. Like <laughs> um, it got four ghost stars. Yes. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I go in there. If I hear noises or hear a door shut, I'm I get freaked the f out, anyways. And it's uh, the most haunted house in the United States to me, as far as I'm concerned. So, whatever. But I've, I've uh, <laughs> so yeah, I got hired to write the screenplay. Um, oh, about a year and a half ago, and um, yeah, I got that going into production. That's real exciting. That was the first time I, I'd only ever written comedy. And that one was like more of a mystery um, thriller with horror elements to it. And so that was kind of a challenge, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. It definitely um, came out. I thought it was the best script I wrote. I don't know. That's just me. Um, so, yeah, that's going into production here before too long. And uh, so I'll be excited to uh, go visit the set for that and post pictures from Vicksburg outside a haunted house. So, yes. You know. So you're gonna film it right in the uh, in the place, or yeah. 
Good. Yeah, they're filming. Uh, they're doing like exteriors there mm -hmm. with the cooperation of the homeowners and everything. They're all on board with the production. And um, it's uh, like, you know, it's just kind of like a historic older mansion. It was used during the Civil War as a hospital um, for both the North and the South, apparently. Mm. It, was, it was both sides they used it for. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of videos you can look up online about the house and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, to me, it just seems like a, like that place would just be a hotbed for like a menagerie of just <laughs> like, we, you know, troubled spirits and all that, like a civil war hospital. I'm like, yeah, I could imagine that place probably is uh, a little freaky to spend the night. Yeah, uh, that'd be such an awesome place to do an investigation. That's what we were look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you heard of that house before Sarah, before? Well, I heard, but I never heard any like real details or anything. Oh. Like, I never, yeah. So until I spoke the, to you about it, I was like, oh, okay, wow. Yeah, and that's one of the strange things about it. Like when they told me, you know, like, hey, we got this this house. The homeowners really want to, you know, see a, a production about it, and we're we got them on board, all this, and got the rights. And then they were like, um, you know, write the screenplay, like a fictional kind of story centered around it a little bit. So I was like, all right. So like I intentionally didn't, I didn't research anything about the house. I actually researched Amityville <laughs> a lot. Mm -hmm. And I only did that yeah, I didn't want to repeat anything that was in Amityville. And it looked like I was copying Amityville. So I watched documentaries. I watched Amityville, the original movie. You know, I just, I just researched all this Amityville stuff. And uh, I didn't, I, I don't know, like I'm writing a fictitious story. So in my mind, and maybe it's the right way, wrong way. I don't know. It's just how I operated. But I thought like, well, I don't really want to know anything about the history of the house. I want to write the story first. I don't want anything in the house to influence or the history of the house to influence anything I'm writing. I'm going to write the story and then I'm, and then I will go and look at the history of the house. And then I will look at how it even looks physically. I didn't even look up the house online. I just wrote it exactly like how I pictured it in my head. So forth. And then it was so eerie because then once I finished it and I'm like, all right, now I'm going to go start looking some of the history of it, see where I can weave some of these things into the actual story I wrote and kind of have this little meld of the history and, and the fictitious story I wrote. And then I go and I look at pictures of the house, video of the house, stuff like that. Ghost hunters going there and then it's online. And it's it was so eerie because the house almost to a T was exactly how I pictured it in my head, like the balcony, everything. It was it was so weird. When I was looking at the video stuff, I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was uh that was really interesting um and you know screenplay and that's the short that's the shortest amount of time really for like writing a screenplay i ever spent i think i wrote it revised it over and over again in like two months so it just all came wow. like, came together really well yeah it was it was uh it was quite an experience it was interesting i've spent you know a year before working on a script or i spent you know hell the one i wrote before that took me 15 years just writing notes, trying to write it, trying to write it, and never being happy with it, and then finally writing it. And um, then that was the script that actually landed me this job when they read that script. The producer really liked it. And it was like, hey, I've got my own thing. And uh, like, you know, that's why he, he wanted me to write something that was like kind of a, a supernatural thriller, because I had like mystery elements in my comedy script. And he, he thought I wrote them really well. And so it's like, hey, try it, try it for real without comedy. So. Like all right, and and now I uh, I think I'm in love with the dark side. 
Yes, we won one book. over, Glenda. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, I just uh, I wear a head to toe black and I fucking yeah. listen to Lana Del Rey and all this shit. So I got my perfect. <laughs> Come on down, yeah. <laughs> I got a new thing too going on. Uh, I just actually got, um, and I, I haven't like, I don't do a lot of podcasts or anything like that, but so this will be the first one I can announce it on that I uh, just signed a book deal. Yay! Uh, congratulations! Yeah, and, I, and it, I just purely fell into it by accident too. Is the funny thing? It's just the little things. Like I don't, I don't want to like say what it is per se, but I can say this: it's, it's the making of a cult classic Hollywood movie, like a behind the scenes stories stuff like that blah 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 mm. and uh i was actually looking for a book on this and i could not locate a book and i did a deep deep dive found there was no book on this subject and i uh, was like you know what i'm gonna write one then pitched i'm it gonna write about it i'm gonna write it yeah so then i pitched it to my old agent and next thing you know a couple of weeks later he's got a deal um in place for me and i'm like well this all happened like a month <laughs> I kid wow. You not. wow that's crazy yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But, you know, one thing, like writing a book and a screenplay are, are different animals. And, uh, like, I have um, a book someone gifted me a little while back on the making of the Caddyshack movie mm -hmm. that I really wow. like. It was a really good read. And it actually kind of ties in a little bit into what I'm doing, some of the elements of this. So I've been using that as kind of a bit of a guide. I've been just rereading, uh, you know, a lot of research. I haven't even typed the word yet. I just been doing a lot of research, a lot of printing things, stapling things, filing things. Uh, you know, you got to keep track of all your sources and all this stuff. So, but it's mm -hmm. been on my bucket list for like my entire life. I always want to write a book. I didn't never thought it'd be on what I'm doing it on, but you know, whatever. Life takes you into funny directions sometimes. You just go with it. You know. But um, yeah, it's nice though. Like you know, um, when I read the Caddyshack book, I remember being like, "Wow, this is really interesting, cool." Like I love the history. Like I'm a history buff and I'm a movie buff. So you combine the two together behind the scenes stories and just interesting things you never knew. So forth. like, I love that kind of stuff it's right up my alley. So to me, you know, this is going to take me probably a year <laughs> to write this. It's a labor of love though, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't mind it. Like I have no problem. Like I work at nine to five also. So this is my second job. Now I come home. And I have like two or three other screenplays I'm I'm trying to get finished and when start working on. And then I keep coming up with other things. And I'm like, oh, now I'm doing it. And that and I just signed a deal. So like I gotta do it now. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. This is the last time we talked. Like I didn't I honestly did not think I'd be saying that here next time, but uh you know, who knows? Well, it, the next one, I can only imagine next time we have you on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be uh, probably announcing my presidential bid. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Elvira will uh, be even we didn't see that one coming, huh, Glenda? No, no. no I, didn't see that <laughs> I got, I got so many skeletons in my closet, like it's now. <laughs> so do you know, the president, so you'll be okay. <laughs> there, there, there are too many people alive that know me. There's no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing I can say is that, you know, new year, you're starting fresh, you're starting with great yeah. news. So it, it's going to go up from here on. And it's, you know, just 
you, you have that good positive energy carrying yeah. that good positive energy attracts more positive energy so yeah and i'm glad you brought that up because that that's something man i i um like to just kind of tell my background story a little bit or whatever mm -hmm. like i've had oh wow i mean going back just a few years ago like things were were really not very good in my life like things were very and I was very, I was a negative person. I was borderline, um, just narcissist. <laughs> if I'm going to come out and say it, like I did, like I, I was a womanizer. I was, uh, I had so much negative stuff in my life, so much stress and no way of, um, emotionally knowing how to really deal with any of it. Mm -hmm. And I just let it consume me. And so my, um, you know, my prescription for, you know, getting this off my mind, even though it's only temporary, it would be, you know, like sex and, you know, drugs, weed, smoking weed all the time, being in just a big haze and so forth. And, you know, just women dating as many as I could at one time, didn't matter emotionally. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but like, you know, uh, as soon as I'm saying that too, there's an alarm, uh, a fire truck going right behind me. That's a warning <laughs> sign. Walk, 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 walk. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> wow, life, life is funny sometimes. I'll tell you. Wow. Um, so yeah, yeah, just like no, just a lot of negative stuff going on in my life that I, you know, never wanted to, to fully ever, you know, because it takes work to to. Um, it time effort it takes to take on these things in your life. It's easier to just go with the flow and and whatever until you just reach a point where you're just like, I can't keep going on like this anymore. I gotta, you know, change like I just my mindset was so negative all the time. And uh like and, and, and it reflected in, in my real life too, in my personal life, um, in relationships, uh romantic or otherwise, like it just yeah i was not i was not there really all the time and i i was uh gosh down and out and just like didn't have the enthusiasm really for anything was, you're just kind of going through the motions but once starting to uh, you know work with like a life coach a relationship coach once i hit once i finally was pushed to rock bottom for just that's a whole nother story in itself but once circumstances in your life just push you to the point where you just have no, you just, you're either like going to shrivel up and, and just, that's it. You're, you know, you're a shell the rest of your life, or, you know, you can choose to do something about it. No matter how old you are, it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. you know, 40, 20, whatever. Uh, and so that's what I chose to do. I chose to just, and you no, know, don't get me wrong too. Like I make, God, I make mistakes all the time. I, like stress still is part of my life. None of those things ever go away for any of us. No. But now I just, you know, the, my emotional intelligence and so forth has gone way up since back then. Uh, you know, and, and like respecting other people, it all starts with respecting yourself. And if you don't really respect, like, how can you want to be friends with somebody if you don't even really like yourself mm -hmm. or want to be friends with yourself, so to speak? And that's where I kind of was at at one point in my life, just rock bottom. But then you also got to remember, too, you got to you got to be willing to forgive yourself mm -hmm. and you can't just carry that weight around your shoulders, you know, all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I said, I, I believe in a higher power. 
all that. And so at some point in your life, at least in my own life, and I've, and this is one thing I can say 100%, ever since the day I just decided, like, I'm not going to force things in my life anymore. I'm not going to try to force my will into the situations. I'm just going to, like, whether you call it nature, God, whatever it is, just let, let them just, I, like, make me, like, I like that quote by Bruce, um, Bruce Lee, where it's like, be like water. Allow yourself to be able to flow in whatever direction. So that's what I just pray to God now. Just say, make me water and just flow me in whatever direction you need me to go. And ever since then, I mean, there's things that the town I'm living in now, I swore off I'd never live here again. I'd never come back here. Too many bad memories, so forth, blah, blah, blah. Within a week of me telling myself that and, and coming to peace with all that, I'm moving back to Bloomington for a job opportunity. All these things that I never saw coming. <laughs> and so, and other things in life too. You know, I just kind of, a screenplay, you know, writing a screenplay and all that during the pandemic and sending that off after I'd pretty much kind of given up the screenwriting for a while. Now, all of a sudden, what's that? It's led to writing this movie that's going into production and now it's led into me wanting to do a book and stuff. Things that a couple of years ago where I was at in my life, it was didn't even seem conceivable. But uh, yeah, so it all got to, you got to start at home. You just got to start with you. You got to be able to make those improvements and want to make those improvements because if you don't want to you're not going to you just you know I mean, for me it was a lot of reading not everyone can afford a life coach or a relationship coach or whatever yeah. but for me it was worth the investment because it was an investment in myself and it's made me a better man a better father uh better writer <laughs> all around uh and just yeah better friend to whoever you know it's one thing i love like i have a lot of employees that work for me and my employees and I, we get along so well. We joke around so much. We have such a good time. My boss tells me all the time, she'd be like, you never lose people. Like, people don't quit. They come to your store, like all other stores, all these issues. They never say staff. Like, your store, you got too many people. People won't leave. <laughs> it's like, and again, I like to say it's, it, you know, it's me or whatever, but it's just putting out a positive vibe. Mm -hmm. It's just being positive all the time. And that's hard. That's tricky. But it can be done. Like you to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Learn deals. Like I used to, I, I ran stores before and to just be blunt. I was a dick sometimes. I was a real dick to people. And this time around though, this opportunity, I was like, hey, I'm going to do things a little different. And it's the same thing when I was in Hollywood working in film and stuff like that, you get caught up in all that crazy Hollywood shit. And sometimes I, you know, think back on certain things in my twenties or whatever, being a certain way or this or that, or whatever. it's like so silly. But that's just maybe that's just life experience doing maturity. I feel like I should be selling a book right now, actually. Yeah, come to my seminar this Saturday. <laughs> Motivational speaker. <laughs> but but it is true, you know. I, I have a lot of coaching clients and you could as a coach you can see the growth in them. Mm -hmm. and, and it's true that you got to start with loving yourself. Once you get there, everything basically just falls into place. It may take a little while longer for some other, you know, for some more than others, but it's still the same thing. And it. So, Sarah, there is, there is hope for you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what the, I wasn't even talking to the audience out there. I was really just specifically speaking to you. <laughs> I saw that. 
<laughs> it was it was fingers crossed. <laughs> I just thought it was the Jersey girl. <laughs> yeah, those girls with lip piercings—they're the ones you got to watch for. They're trouble. Oh, okay. <laughs> so bad. Jason told us. It was my second and last appearance, apparently, now on the journal. No, but. I got a, a giant Arnold Schwarzenegger behind me. <laughs> he approved. <laughs> he approved. <laughs> um, what can I say? Like, it, I've become such a changed man. I'm on half naked bodybuilders hanging yeah. out in my liver all the time now. There is a motivational quote on there, by the way. No one can read it because it's backwards, but uh, it's something about uh, make a lot of money and do movies. And stuff like that. Perfect. Yeah. All the yeah, motivation we need. No. Yeah. yeah. I just buy the tapestries for the articles. I don't care about the pictures. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, now, you, you said that you all of a sudden you realized you had hit rock bottom, you changed. Now, did you see that negativity in your screenplays or whatever you were writing? Um, you know, at the time, mm -hmm. like when I first started, right, because I, I wasn't writing a screenplay for a while. Right. The kind of rock bottom thing happened, oh, right before the pandemic. And uh, so then I actually used it as kind of a, um, a bit of a healing tool, I guess, mm -hmm. is when I started writing the screenplay that I've been working on for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I've been, I, it just came from an idea I got one day in Orlando and I was, I had like, I can't remember, it was like 60, 70 pages of notes, both sides. I just kept writing notes on it and writing notes and I would try to write it and try to write it and I'd never be happy. I'd get 40 pages, not happy, delete it, start all over, you know. I did that several times. Mm -hmm. And so I was extremely nervous and I'm, I'm right on say I was scared to start writing it because I was afraid it was going to be like all the other times before. I'm not, I'm not going to like it. I'm my biggest critic. But at the same time, you know, with all this pain I was going through and it was and um, it, the, the pain was it was all um, emotional pain and stuff that I inflicted on myself. Uh, it came from another source, but I'm the one who ultimately it's like shooting a bullet against the wall and it bounces and hits you. So essentially that's what I did. And so it was a lot of, a lot of kind of being a distraction at the same time, you know, like it's a really interesting question you asked because I never really thought about that, but I did have a character in this particular screenplay I wrote and it's a comedy. And I would even think as I'm writing this thing, because I always picture like a lot of times I'll picture a specific actor or something playing this character. Or whatever so I'm writing it, just to kind of give the flesh out the character a little bit more in my head, so I know who this person is, so forth, so forth. And there was one character that I was writing that's kind of one of the main characters, and yeah, extremely negative, extremely violent, physically, so forth, to the point where I'd even stop and think to myself sometimes, I'm like, okay, I'm writing a comedy, and it's yes, it's an R-rated comedy, but like, is is this guy even funny? Like, is this guy had any humor, or is this just like this? You know, just like everything, you know, maybe all the darkness in me is pouring out into this. So, yeah, now that you um, mention it, yeah, I think that very much manifested itself into one, one particular character, for sure. 
And uh, so I had to go back and kind of do some rewrites and kind of actually tone it down a little bit because it was feeling a little too dark. And maybe I was, you know, throwing in maybe a few too many F words or whatever into the dialogue. And so I did go through and actually, I think if I remember, I deleted 14 uh, F words out of my <laughs> screenplay because I felt like it was getting a little too uh, excessive. But um, yeah, no, that's, that's very interesting you bring that up. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that was very much the case. And I'd never thought about it until just right now. So thank you, Glenda, for the free sessions. <laughs> you think that's also why sometimes you would have a, like maybe procrastinate writing or maybe writer's block. Do you think that that would cause that too? Uh, yeah, I, I, had, I had writer's block. Gosh, when I was writing the McRaven House script, I got to a certain point. And it was going really well and i was really happy with it like very happy with it and then i just kind of hit this wall where it was like okay i know like a few of the scenes i want to write but now it's like i got to connect the dots and uh -huh. i still got you know 40 50 more pages and then that's like last time i told you that's where i just started um looking for music something to inspire me or whatever came across a song song had lyrics and stuff that just literally spoke to what i was already writing and things i was already gonna write it was just like it was meant to i was meant to find that and so yeah now whenever i'm writing whether it's books screenplays whatever like i that's like one thing that's really important to me i like to put on music in the background i just started correct, uh, collecting records and stuff so now i just I throw in my little record player and just put that on in the background as a you know and it uh it definitely helps put you and I do like even um, when I was writing uh, the script before McRaven House, it, it centers around a bunch of um, cheerleaders. It's not a cheerleader movie per se, but like the main character is like a cheerleader, her squad. But that and, and it's it like I intentionally made it the opening and stuff to kind of look like it's like this kind of typical teen cheerleader movie kind of thing or whatever, and then just kind of completely flipped it on its head early in the script and then it goes off like and, it, and then you realize it's this is not what you initially maybe thought it was going to be but even when i was writing that like i would go and i would watch uh, you know i did like a lot of research i interviewed a lot of former cheerleaders from the nfl all the way down to high school or whatever um and then like when i'd go to write i would just put on um i would just literally find like cheerleader videos on like youtube or whatever and watch one or two of them every time before I would start writing it to put help put my mind like in that place. Cause obviously I've never been a female cheerleader, so I have no idea, you know, exactly what mentality you thought, whatever. So, and that's, and, that, and that's the stuff I love. Like I noticed in a lot of scripts I write, my main protagonists a lot of times are females. And I think it's, I, cause it just, it fascinates me trying to like think, you know, in, in a way that maybe I would normally ever never think. And you know, a lot of it's just, you every time I talk to somebody or anybody, uh, I collect data from them <laughs> in the back of my brain, and then it may manifest itself into a character someday, you know, or whatever in a, in a screenplay. So, like, uh, I think Jerry Seinfeld's one I read a while back ago, where he had some quote that like he like he loves being a kid, but he hates the fact that he can't ever just go somewhere and do something normally because he's like everything I ever see or ever do, no matter what it is, the most mundane thing. He's like in my head, it's like I'm it's a bit I'm figuring out, like, how is this funny? Or how can I make a joke out of this or whatever? He's like, it's he's like, it's just nonstop. 
and yeah like with the writing bug and stuff it's like the same way you just you meet people whatever and in your head you're just like this person these traits that traits whatever and then as you're writing you may not even be it's maybe subconscious you're just writing somebody that you already know i do it all the time i I wrote a character in, in my cheerleader script that i swear to god i got like like three fourths of the way done and i realized like this character is this person in my life. Like I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about it. just the way I'm writing it, her mannerisms, the way she acts, the way she is inside. Like it's, this is this person. Like there's no doubt in my mind. I was, wasn't even consciously like thinking that. it just happens, you know, but it's one of the, it, it's just, it's all just a, a big discovery. It's all just having fun and, you know, driving yourself crazy at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Writing, yeah, writing screenplays. Like I love writing screenplays. It really is enjoyable. You're creating your own world, so forth, all that, your own people in there, and it's at the same time though, it's like, gosh, as enjoyable as it is, it's also just, it just like it really can push you sometimes. Like I know me, like I would just want to write the funniest stuff I can or the best scenario, what's things I've never seen. Am I repeating something I've seen in a movie before or whatever? So it's just like constant wheels turning as you're writing something is this an original or is this something that's stuck in my brain from something i saw 10 years ago or something like that Mm -hmm. do you want do you want to tell us a little bit more about the mcraven your script what that's about and what um yeah i can give you like a brief so it's um the mcraven script is um it centers around uh like a younger private investigator by the name of Brooklyn, who um, is daughter. hired by, yeah, she will, yeah, that's my daughter's name. And my daughter, when I told my daughter I was writing a script, she asked me if I could make uh, her name one of the characters. So I said, okay. And then um, realized that like, I don't really see a lot of movies that have that name as a character in it. So I decided to make her the main character. Um, okay. And some, someday when she's older, and she can watch it when she's much older. <laughs> um but uh yeah so it's just like this private investigator gets hired she's like a one of those you know tough loner type whatever and she gets hired by this um super wealthy businessman whose daughter has gone missing and the last place she was known to be about was in a graven house and so he has to go there and uh investigate find out what happened so to speak staying at the house and uh and it's just kind of like everything in the in the little town and all that of course you know you got like the corrupt sheriff that kind of stuff some of those things that are like kind of typical of those movies but the um i came up with a twist ending that i was really happy with that i haven't really i can only think of one other movie i've ever seen it in and it wasn't even a horror movie suspense movie so and everybody I've ever, anytime I've ever shown the script to somebody, the first question after they read it is I always ask them, like, did you see the ending coming? I, I'm super curious. Did you know the ending was coming? And I've not had one person yet tell me they could see the ending coming. So I guess that's a feather in my cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she goes to investigate, and then it's, you know, the house is kind of like inhabited with spirits, so to speak all that and then all the different strange characters for me is along the way in this mystery that starts as she's doing this investigation in town trying to find out what happened to the daughter of the wealthy businessman and then some things start to unravel be friends one of the the good 
uh, cops or whatever, one of those kind of things where they're, they start working on it together. And of course, you know, the deeper they get, the crazier it gets and so forth. And then it all just comes to a big, crazy ending. <laughs> so there's something to look forward to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you, you know, really beyond that, because then why go buy a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we understand, we understand it. You just gave us enough to entice us and tease yeah. us. And now, now we have to go watch it. I mean, it's really I was going to see it anyways. I was going to see it anyways. I think it's really good myself. I mean, I wrote it, but I liked it. I thought it came out really well. So we'll see. I mean, you never know. Like, you write something, that's the other thing, too. Like, especially a screenplay. Like, screenplays never stay how you write them. They always mm -hmm. change. They change the title. They they re they hire rewrite rewrites uh, all the time. And I did some rewrites for them on this script already. Um, but at this point, you know, it's like when it's like handing your kid over to boarding school. It's like, <laughs> you know, you just hope that <laughs> they get straight A's and all that. Uh, what is, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. When is the production going to start on this? Your pre-production? Well, uh, the pre-production is already ongoing um, right now. They, I, the last I heard, I talked to a producer guy on Christmas, actually. We were texting. And um, they're using the actual house itself, the McRaven house. They're shooting... Um, I, I know a lot of like exteriors, all the exteriors and stuff they're going to shoot there. They also have, um, there's like a lot of historical mansions in Vicksburg. And so um, there's a few other mansions they're going to shoot, I think, as well for like interiors and so forth. It'll be like a composite. Um, and the McRaven house is, is great because, you know, they give tours and stuff like that. And it's like it's furnished with all these antique, all these period um correct things and so forth that they have there so i believe that they're going to actually get to feature some of that stuff in there and use them as well in the, in the film so we'll see but uh yeah as far as i know though like all the exteriors are going to be shot there i it wouldn't surprise me because everybody's from la that's doing this so they'll probably shoot interiors probably somewhere in la on a soundstage or something would be my guess for as i think is how they're planning on doing it then shoot in Mississippi for like a few weeks doing all the exterior shots, shots in the town and so forth, things like that. There's like a, a diner scene or two, some other like kind of rent town um, type mm -hmm. scenes that are going on. So I'm sure we're probably shooting those right there on location. And um, that's how I get to go be an extra, is what I've been told. Like, yeah. 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 They're gonna fly See, I want to do an investigation there now. I think that'd yeah, be yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that done for you. You're gonna come do oh. an investigation. Oh my god, that'd be awesome! I'm so down. Absolutely, I already talked to dude about it. <gasps> yeah, that, that's a good surprise. Thank you. Yeah, no, he was all for it. <laughs> Me too, man. Exciting. <laughs> so yeah, See, now we're gonna have to do a video on there, Glenda. While I'm there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's kind of where that's at. But like as far as the actual shoot date, I don't know if they've hammered out an exact shoot date. It's still pre-pro. Um, my guess and what I've been was hearing was somewhere early summer, probably like June-ish, be my hmm. guess. But like I said, it was 
supposed to have been starting here in a couple of months, but things got pushed back. Strikes, lovely. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's now with your your book i know you can't like go into like much detail but you can tell us like the genre sort of yeah of it. it's uh, it's um it's basically like just uh the making of a, a movie a specific movie that's if i told you the name of the movie you'd immediately you'd all know it and you'd be like oh really no one's ever written a book about that really like that's the reaction i get if i mention it to somebody the animal house and, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think so Andrew. i don't know like i just and again i just uh, i just came came on i was watching a um freaking um old christmas special when i came across it like this okay. idea I was like, no one's ever done one on Christmas specials or whatever. I wonder if anyone's ever written a book on like the history of Christmas specials and blah, blah, blah. Well, somebody oh, had wow. actually two people. Oh. And so like, I was researching it. I was like, well, what do you know? There's like someone did like an encyclopedia of them from like 1938 to present or something. I'm like, well, there's nothing I can add to that. Like, yeah. like all right, forget that idea. And then I happened to notice something in my place and it reminded me of another movie. And I thought, wow, I bet. Maybe there's one on that already that exists. And I looked and I couldn't find one. Searched Amazon, couldn't find one. Started searching everywhere. I did a deep dive for like an hour. Every search and I could not find anything on it. And then that's when I decided to pitch it to um, my old agent. And then, yeah, next thing I know. That's um, right wild. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Like, I had no idea I was even going to be doing it. I, I, like I said, I was planning on just finishing up a script and then I had. I got like two, three other ideas I want to start working on. Um, but now I'm like, oh, all right, I'm going to write a book instead. But it's fun. <laughs> like, this is a topic that I'm like 100% down for. And if no one's written a book on it, I'm like, damn it, someone needs to. So that's what I'm mm -hmm. doing. I'm doing a lot of research and I'm finding a lot of um, a lot of interesting facts already and things. some things I didn't even know. And I'm a huge fan of this movie and already finding out a lot of different things. So now it's like, and you got to do a lot of, um, you know, get a hold of people, not just that start in it, but people that worked location manager, mm. people that were, you know, obviously like the director, people that produced, I wouldn't, you know, but I want to talk to people that were, you know, worked in wardrobe, worked in whatever, you know, yeah. like those, those are the people who usually have the juiciest stories and are willing to tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, yeah. They, the makeup artist. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. The makeup artist and the hairstylist. I mean, who doesn't sit there and talk to their hairdresser or whatever and just give their whole life so i'm like there's got to be so many therapists yeah so now i just gotta you know find them all but and now i can do it i did i did a project a while back ago where you know i had to get i, went, I got a hold of like 50 playmates from playboy and it wasn't you you do a dig a deep enough dive you can you can find out people's contact info i found Mm -hmm. I like doing it. It's kind of fun. It's a challenge for me. And I was going to ask you about what, what that. I was like, <laughs> if you just isolated what I just said there, I sound like an insane talker. <laughs> you do a deep enough dive, you can find anyone's contact info. <laughs> Capricorn. I was just continuing. I was not even going to mention it. Okay. I was just like, yeah, yeah, just let that one go. <laughs> Yeah, I wear pink. I'm harmless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. So I have to ask, why did you search for 
the cheerleaders? Just end up. <laughs> when I was writing the cheerleader script? Yeah, yeah, you researched all of them. Oh God, yeah. I had to learn um I had to learn like I like I don't I know nothing about that whole world or whatever. So I had to I had to learn like what they call certain poses, what they this that like I it, like some of it was relevant to what I was writing. Mm -hmm. um, God, I must like I watched like every Bring It On movie ever made. Uh, I was watching anything I could get a hold of that was like a cheerleader movie, and it was a lot of it was just to see like what didn't really work in it, what was bad or whatever. So I don't re fall into those pitfalls or whatever and so forth, and to make sure I'm not repeating something that was in there. And and God, I was I, I even watched I'd watch stuff like. Um, making the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader squad um, reality show, stuff like that, behind the scenes stuff. And my next door neighbor, luckily, uh, when I was growing up, my neighbor that lived next door ended up becoming a cheerleader for the um, Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, for several years back in the early 2000s. And so, like, it was great. I was able to interview her and get insight on on that side i mean everything from just like what what part do they have their own tunnel they run out of do they come out of the same tunnel as the players like i want everything to be super accurate are you allowed to wear jewelry and if so what would you be allowed to wear or something on the field or whatever all those kind of things so uh gosh yeah like you got to just do a, a deep dive on anything i mean that's true of anything though if you're right. not an expert already which I, i'm not an expert on cheerleading i have no idea uh, so yeah, that was that was interesting. And then like it, I would watch like um, there'd be like instructional videos on like YouTube or whatever, where this like cheerleaders just showing you like, all right, this is this is whatever. They'd be showing you different moves or whatever. What well, this is called this or that or whatever. So I would just watch those things just to kind of get it like ingrained in my head to kind of put my brain in that kind of place. So then mm -hmm. when I go writing immediately afterwards, I'm like, OK, this is like kind of fresh in my head it kind of just I don't know put your mind in that that place I guess in some ways like this is the tone I'm going for this is the world that we're living in right now in this uh computer <laughs> so it's all just about yeah it's you know if I was writing a script on lumberjacks I'd probably go hang out with a bunch of lumberjacks or something for a while or whatever uh I was doing a script on on bodybuilders I'd probably hang up a picture of a bodybuilder in my living room <laughs> that kind of and right. you're the king of notes right. so, <laughs> yeah. so you take a lot of notes, notes for this yeah uh, I write everything down yeah yeah I, um I've got yeah I've got tons of I've already started right now like chapter headings for what 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 I think will fit into each chapter but like I'm, I'm so scratching the surface right now on this like I just got started so like I've just written general ideas like this kind of stuff could fit into this one this would fit into this you know talk to me in three months half of them will probably have changed or whatever or ones that i think are going to be separate chapters will end up actually just condensing into one or something like that i just know like i want a certain number of pages i want to get to and a certain number of chapters if i can and that's it the rest is you know going to be the challenging part because like yeah this is a yeah, totally different than anything I've done, but it's something I've always wanted to do. So I'm like, I, I very much am up for the challenge and I already gave my word that I would, <laughs> I would do it. So at this point I'm going to do it. It was my damn idea. So I only got myself to blame. <laughs> so I guess uh, stay off the internet. When you start Googling things, you're going to find stuff that 
they've never been written and then you're gonna be like i'm gonna write it and <laughs> now have you ever found yourself with too much information too much information <laughs> Too much oh, wow. information, really? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> too much information can be overwhelming. Right. Uh, yeah, like I, like Sarah was just saying with with writing the notes and everything. I mean, I'll write so many damn notes. You know, when I was the cheerleader script, I had like seventy pages of notes, just just everything. I had stuff written on napkins and stuff. I mean, I'm talking back and like going back as far as two thousand and like five. I was writing yeah. notes on this thing. Everything from character, like this would be a funny character name or this or that. And then it's fun to watch over the years how it like evolved into what it ended up ultimately being. And I was super happy with it. Love, love what it ended up becoming. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember being really overwhelming when I first sat down to start writing it and, and just trying to go through all these. I mean, it was a whole day just to go through all my notes and, and then figure out what I think would work, what won't still and you know and like 85 percent of it is like useless <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter though because like yeah i'll still i'm always gonna write something down or text something to myself or whatever like constantly i do that all the time always screenshotting something or texting something or a line or something i think would be funny so yeah it, it's just you know it's like a part of the process you just gotta you like too much information yeah it can be hazardous but i'd rather have too much than not enough mm -hmm. um, yeah but but at the same time though like all right be prepared because you're gonna have to sift through all this stuff and you're gonna have to figure it out but you know that's a part of the process right that's exactly like what you got to do yeah it's not just you sit at a keyboard and you start typing and then uh 20 days later you've got a script or whatever like that's generally not how it works you usually gotta yeah put the time in beforehand and it's like I, I look at it like you're building the foundation to a house mm -hmm. and then when you write the rough draft you're putting you know you're it, that's like building the foundation and when you go through and you uh, revise and revise I'll revise a script 25 28 times whatever and that's that's when you're putting in the furniture now with the hanging the pictures up and all that when you're really uh, and it, it, Jordan Peele actually has a great uh quote about screenwriting that I actually have on my office desk and it's basically a paraphrase something along like when he's writing a screenplay he doesn't like he knows it's awful like you'll admit like when i'm writing the rough draft i know it's awful he's like but i don't focus um on the sandbox he's like the, the script is like the sandbox he's like i don't focus on the sandbox he's like because i know i'm going to be filling in the sand later on aka when he's revising, revising. Yeah. like that's and so that's a constant battle because my I, like in my brain i'm like a perfectionist and i wanted to come out great the first time and everything and it just doesn't and just doesn't doesn't how it works, no matter how good you are <laughs> no it doesn't it just doesn't and yeah, i look at it like michael jordan um warmed up on the court before the game started he shot free throws he shot three pointers what a you know so it's like you have to you just you got to put in the, the time the effort and then you got to understand too that like okay you're going back and you're going to revise this stuff you're going to revise it and you're going to and and that's actually the, that to me that's the most enjoyable part once i got that foundation written mm -hmm. and it's kind of the skeleton that's another analogy i'll use that's the skeleton now i'm going to go put in the organs and all that and uh yeah so that's the that's the part i enjoy the most is actually going through and revising 
I, that's why I'll do it 30 times through or whatever. And you just, you're reading your same screenplay over and over and over again. And then you got to take a few days off in between because it just did become overload and you fry your brain. And, and it doesn't matter as much to you when you're reading. If you're reading it over and over and over and over, it's just, it's all going to become white noise. It's all going to become this, like you can't discern what's funny anymore, what's not. I don't know, you know. And I love showing it to people. I'll show select people that I trust their opinion and so forth. Um, my script. I'll give it to them. Be like, if it if it sucks, tell me it sucks. Like you're doing me no good if you tell me you love it or whatever, just to be nice to me. So I I, I give it to people that I trust that'll tell me it sucks. No yes men. <laughs> no, no, no yes men here. No, I can't afford them. <laughs> I always tell people I love the truth. I don't care how ugly it is. I'd rather know the truth so I can act accordingly. That's yeah. <laughs> Truth is, is, is a good thing. Sometimes it's, uh, you know. It's hard to swallow sometimes, like, uh, but, you know, I'd rather know the <laughs> truth any day. Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> That's so true. And all that hard work is what they call the labor of love, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all about the payoff. You know, in the end, and I'm not talking about monetarily speaking, like I'm not going to make a ton of money off this book by any means, not even close. I'm doing it just because I really want to do it because no one's done it before. And it's, you know, something I love and, and it's a new challenge. It's like, okay, I've, I've, I've done the writing screenplays many, many times. Like this is, you know, like you said, a whole nother animal. So it's like, all right, it's going to take kind of, it's like switching from baseball to basketball or something. They're sports. It's writing with screenplays and books, but it's a different form. And this is, you know, different form of that. So I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm looking forward to it. And at the same time, I know I'm also going to want to be killing myself in like three, four months. because <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's just going to be so overwhelming and crazy. So, yeah, but then it all comes, you know, but then when it's all finished, you know, that that's the, the payoff where, all right, it's great. You know, like I'm happy with it. I enjoy it. And I think I did the best I possibly could. And then you can feel satisfied. And, uh, but that's why it's also scary starting something like that. Because like, what if, what if I get to the end? What if, but you'll never know if you don't try, you know, if you get there and you don't like it. Great. Go back and, and, and restart it again. You know, that took 15 years to write a script. So it's like, there's nothing wrong. Quentin Tarantino all the time. He has scripts that halfway done puts it in the drawer. Eight years later, pulls it back out, makes Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, wins Oscars and stuff. Mm -hmm. a, a script that he started years before. So you never know. Sometimes you got to let things simmer for a while. You know, maybe it's not the time right now to, to write this. Maybe it's down the road. That's where you got to, you know, trust in a higher power, all that kind of thing. That's why I just say, if, if this is right for me, then, then you know, uh, eliminate any hurdles in, in my way or anything like that, so forth, or help me to uh, navigate them. You know that kind of thing. So that's how I view writing a book for the first time. Like, okay, there's gonna be a lot of hurdles. There's gonna be a lot of things to navigate. There's gonna be a lot of stress, so forth. But it's like you know, if it wasn't, it wouldn't be worth doing. Correct. There you go. And now, oh, go ahead, Glenda. To be signing the contract for it and promising to do it, like yeah, within a month. That is like removing all of the hurdles. <laughs> No. I mean, yeah, yeah, as far as that aspect, yeah, and that's amazing. Like, I it even blew my mind. 
that how fast it all came together but the the hurdles as far as like just the, the writer's block when you're mm -hmm. you're gonna hear no a lot trying to get interviews lined up with people i already know i'm gonna hear no probably quite a few times from people mm -hmm. but that's okay it's like there's you know there's ways around it there's ways there's other uh, content i can use from with quotes and stuff that I can use for this so forth so it's just like okay just a matter of you know bibliographies are wonderful things exactly so uh, did you, oh go ahead go ahead go ahead sir. did you always want to be a writer or you just kind of fell into that yeah yeah always since I can remember I I remember in um gosh what was it like fifth fifth grade or something I remember our teacher telling everybody one day just out of the blue that we had uh, we were going to use the next two class periods to write our own like original like three or four page short story that we were right in class right then and there and like with me like I'm already getting my trapper keeper out that's how old I am opening that thing and like and, it, and I can't remember what the parameters were for it or whatever exactly but like I'm already you know they we were supposed to brainstorm or you know write down thoughts and all that kind of stuff and and I'm already starting on this and I just remember everybody around me damn near everybody in the classroom was moaning and groaning about it and I could not understand why <laughs> I generally was like this is like the greatest thing or we're gonna write our own like this is our assignment we're gonna write a story and all that and then we had to like share it in front of the class well that just went like a hundred times through the roof for me because if i get to actually share it in front of everybody like even better i love that kind of thing that's why i did stand-up comedy for like three and a half years and like it they always say like public speaking and taxes or whatever or death or you know like everyone's biggest fears and like and it's not public speaking for me that doesn't bother me at all I actually kind of relish it and I had to get like I use that nervous energy like I, I just use it to like as fuel I guess I don't know or whatever everyone always feels nervous energy before that it's only natural but it never really bothered me like in school like I worked on the school newspaper I had like my own column that they let me write and stuff like that yeah, I was in I was working in radio at a really young age too at like 15. I used to write uh, every week. I did a weekend or yeah, I did like a, it was like a Saturday night show and I'd do a show on Sunday. It's just a, ro a local top 40 DJ. I was like 15 and I would sit there every week and I would go through newspapers, National Enquirer, whatever I get my hands on, magazines, whatever, Newsweek, stuff like that. And I would look for like things that I could write jokes about and write comedy bits. And every week I would, and I was writing um gosh i was writing like probably about a dozen to 15 jokes for our morning show guy every morning i'd have my mom fax them from her office to him for me while i was at school and then the one of our sister stations morning guy found out that i was writing all these jokes for the main top 40 morning guy and so he asked if i would start writing jokes for him also so then i started writing jokes for him and then it became like who do i give which joke to who i don't know and it's just i don't know yeah i'd be like i'd be you know i don't recommend this anybody that's in school i'd be sitting in science class writing jokes and stuff like that I, the oj simpson trial was going on i remember so i remember writing oh. a lot of about oj simpson yeah that damn bronco no just kidding <laughs> and he's funny i've seen the stand-up i've seen uh videos so he's actually oh, yeah. really good did i send it to you yes sir oh i'm sorry <laughs> no, i liked it it was funny well thank you i appreciate it you're very kind 
is good. He's a good comedian. So if all else fails, he can just go back over there. But he won't. But can always yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah, stand-up was fun. Options. You have options. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like I, I want to, literally in life, like, there's so many different things I want to at least sample. Stand-up comedy, directing a movie, writing movies, writing a book. So I'm just, just trying to mark each one off as I go. And who knows? Like, maybe one of them really... Yeah, yeah, like screen screenwriting is still number one to me, mm-hmm. and filmmaking is still number one. But like, you know, I wouldn't mind writing a book here and there once in a while. If this one comes out really good, and they're really happy with it, then wonderful. Maybe maybe write another one, find another movie that no one did a behind the scenes look at or something like that. And, mm, we'll see. Well, we have a couple of minutes. Is there anything else that you want the audience to know um, about you or your Oh, actually, I got a question for you all. Okay. And this has been going on for like six months now. And it a, I don't understand this at all, but I keep seeing 11-11 constantly. And okay. for like the last six or seven months. And I think Sarah even asked you about this a while back ago or something like that. And uh, so what, and, and people keep telling me like angel numbers and it, it means this, means that. So I'm not really sure. What, what, are, what are all these 11-11s constantly? And it's not even the time on the clock. Like I sent somebody to somebody's. Uh, where? Said, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. As someone's publicist, I had to send something to a month ago. Her sweet number was eleven eleven. It's just stuff like that. Like I just see the silliest stuff constantly. You're getting aligned spirits way of letting you know you're aligning where you need to be, right. basically in a nutshell. <laughs> so you're doing yeah. a good job. Um, okay. Glad that you want to tell them more. That's fine. It's basically, uh, the ascended masters telling you, you "Got this." You're finally on the right road, on the right path. Just continue. Yeah. So with the whole life change and, you know, you being in a better place, it's just reassurance that you are on the right track and, you know, you're ascending. Yeah. Yeah. That's what what people have told me and and so forth, but I want to get it from uh, experts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's that, but there's, if you want to go to numerology, that could be something else too. (laughs) Right. What does my palm say? What is this? <laughs> well, I'll read your face next time. I'll read yeah. your face. I'll do any space reading. Read face. Yeah, it's yes. It's quite accurate, actually. So yeah. Okay. Well. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make my I'll make my face available anytime you want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, we do have to go, but I want to thank you, Jason, for coming back. It was great seeing yeah, you again, you. And, and with so much wonderful stuff that is happening, and congratulations on all Yeah. Thank, thank you, you. Moon I to show you all a trailer one day. There Please you go. Me. Yes, you have to come back to show us a trailer and the booth and everything else. All right, thank you Absolutely. very much. Thank you, everyone. And as always, many blessings. And we love you. Bye. Bye.